Hello everybody and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest hitting up and coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the internet today. It is Thursday, February 3rd. I am your host Ben, joined here as always by my co-host, the one, the only, the goofy, the dazed and confused, Big Rob. How the hell are you doing over there, buddy? Uh, just being dazed and confused. You know how it goes in my world, brother. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm just doing all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yes. Hanging in there like a hair to biscuit, is you? Yes, sir. Just like a damn KFC. <laughs> mm. Yes, sir. Today we're going to be discussing the 2021 Duke Boo Devils. Or Boo. Blue Devils, excuse me. <laughs> Them Blue Devils, man, I tell you. Looked like they were going to have a heck of a season last year, and then it all just fell in the bucket. We'll get to that in a moment, man. How about this breaking news? <clears throat> yes, sir. The Billy Goat, the greatest of all time to ever sling the damn pigskin, Tom Brady, finally announces he's going to ride off into the sunset and call it a career. How about that, man? Man, I really thought he's going to come back for one more season. Try to get him a bowl and ride out, you know, on top. But I guess when you got seven of them rings, you're always going to be on top. Ain't nobody going to top you. Just like Michael Jordan. Yes, sir. You know what's funny is when uh, the news originally got broke, he didn't get to formally announce his retirement. And when he said, I have not announced my retirement yet, I said, this petty son of a gun, he's about to come back and play one more year. And destroy everybody just because he did not get to announce his own retirement. And let's be honest, Tom Brady, he is that petty guy. He don't give a damn. Oh, no, he really don't. All them other teams are saying, hee <laughs> we're in danger. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Everybody's there saying, he's finally gone. And then he said, I haven't announced my retirement yet. And all there was is crickets chirping. And especially with all those memes that were circulating on Facebook about Matthew Stafford finally putting them down. <laughs> I was like, no, he, he ain't going out like this. He really did. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Now, unless he pulls a Brett Favre. He ain't pulling a Brett Favre. The man said he's done. He, he's done. I don't think it was the man that said he was done. I think it was the woman behind the man telling him he was done. Hey, look. When you're 40, at least 43. 43, 44, something like that. 43 going on 44, if I'm not mistaken. You think about this now. He started this game before he had any children. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now most of his kids are getting close to being in their teenage years and everything else. Some of them probably are teenagers by now. Think about how much time he's had away from them, how hard that is for him during football season. You got to think, if his kids play any fall sports whatsoever, he's missing out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If he has any kids playing football or – you know, basketball or anything like that, man, he's got to play through those games. That's right. And, I mean, from a father's standpoint, me looking at it, I have to say I respect the hell out of it, especially for him saying what he said. Nothing but respect for the guy. I was never that big of a Brady fan. I used to hate the guy. <laughs> you know, I used to not really be that big of a Brady fan until a few years ago. When I started really appreciating what he's actually done for the sport, instead of hating on the man that constantly kept beating my daggone Steelers. Well, I mean, you'd have to hate on half the league for that. 
you know, there was something that came out on the internet today, and there was only two teams that had a winning record against Tom Brady. Can you guess who they are? Uh, one of them's Miami Dolphins, probably. No. No? No, I think they had an even record. Or no, no, no. They had a losing record to Tom Brady, but they had actually beat Tom Brady more than any other team. It was actually the Seahawks that beat Tom Brady more than any other team. No, no, no. You got to think Tom Brady played the Dolphins twice a year, every year. Right. 20-plus years. He lost to the Dolphins, I think it was 12 times. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. But as far as an overall record, the Seahawks had the better win-loss record versus Tom Brady. And then right behind them was the Rams. That don't surprise me, but you got to think his rookie year, he took the Rams. Took a Super Bowl away from him. Yeah. The greatest show on turf. Oh, but yeah, I just wanted to get that breaking news out there and just put a little insight on it and everything and my personal take. And Tom Brady, man, we're going to miss you. I mean, you think just in the last couple of years, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, all these quarterbacks retiring. I mean, it truly is an end of an era. It absolutely is. All these kids that were born late 80s, early 90s, man, your heroes are gone now. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers gone. Drew Brees. Drew Brees gone. I mean, it's it's crazy. It really is. It really is. And, you know, Tom Brady, if you look at it, if you look at the game of NCAA when he was actually playing on the game in NCAA compared to what the last year of Madden was, did you see how big of a difference that is, man? <laughs> well, you got to think, man, when he started, it was what? Play, like, like a 32 the, original, the original PlayStation. Yeah. All the way up to what? PlayStation, what is it, 5, 6? What the hell PS5 they PS5 now, I think. 4 or 5, something like that. Whatever damn system they own. I mean, he's been around for a long time. Do you know Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins than any NFL franchise? Yeah. The player has more Super Bowl the, wins than any Tom Brady's NFL got franchise. seven. The two closest teams to him are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Patriots in six. Yep. Pretty crazy, man. Pretty damn crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, while we're talking about crazy, <laughs> how about those 2021 Blue Devils, man? Oh, I'm telling you, they had glimpses of brilliance, didn't they? They started off, I mean... Looking damn good. I'm telling you. I didn't realize it until going over the film. but Their first five games. No, excuse me. It was their first four games. They were 3-1. and one. Yeah, they started off 3-0, and if I ain't mistaken. Uh, one and three. Or three wins, one losses. They lost the first game and won the next three. Okay, okay. Who's that first game to? Charlotte. That's right. They lost Charlotte. But then they turned around and they beat Kansas State. They, they beat Northwestern. They beat Kansas, Northwestern, and North Carolina A&T. Mm-hmm. Let me help two out of those three. That was stout competition. Absolutely. And then uh, they played a close game versus Georgia Tech. Uh, lost 31-27. Mm-hmm. They just – and then it's like the wheels fell off. Yeah. Falling off the rails on the crazy trains, what they were doing. And what happens, uh, from what I've seen, the year started off 
their offense moved the ball really well, which their offense actually surprised me. Their offense moved the ball fairly well the whole entire season. They really did. I mean, they had a great running game. Plus, they had some receivers that could, you know, really do some magic. But then once they started, once teams realized that if they shut down that running game, man, it was it was lights out. That's exactly right. And they also had a few injuries along along through the year. The quarterback Gunner and his name, yeah, Gunner, Gunner Holmberg. He was in and out during the season with injuries, battling problems, and then they had a backup in there. He didn't look bad, but right. It's like the offense never got in rhythm. But what killed them was their defense just completely fell apart to the rushing attack. It really did. I mean, they went those first four games. I think the defense wasn't giving up, but I think the high twos, low three hundred yards per game it was pretty decent numbers, especially for nowadays college football. Yeah, it wasn't bad. That uh, Charlotte game, they gave up. Let's see. 324 passing yards and 154 rushing yards. Okay. I know when they played the North Carolina Tar Heels and they got spanked, they gave up, I think it was right at 600 yards. Good grief. Yeah. I know that lost to Georgia Tech. Big plays. That's all that was, was big plays. Yeah. Georgia Tech, they actually put up more yards than Georgia Tech did. Uh, they put up total 489. Georgia Tech only put up 440. Oh, Georgia Tech, literally the Duke-Georgia Tech game, man. Duke's defense actually held them, but the problem was they couldn't stop the occasional big play. Right. It was okay. First down, no yards. Second down, no yards. Third down, no yards. Three now. Next drive, first down, second down, they might give up two, three yards. Third down, 45-yard pass. Done. I mean, just kept giving up chunk plays over and over again. Right. And if you're going to be a successful football team, you cannot give up chunk plays. Because when you start giving up chunk plays, it really defeats the whole purpose of an offensive attack like a Duke has, Mm -hmm. where your whole offensive mindset is, we're going to run the ball down your throat. We're not going to do anything fancy. Just a little bit of dink and dunk and passing here and there. Run the ball down your throat. Stay balanced. Control the clock. Controlling the clock doesn't do anything for you if you give up big chunk plays. If they can score in 30 seconds, it doesn't matter how much you control the clock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If they can score that long uh, or you know that short of a time. Plus, it looks like they had uh, some pretty big return yards, too. Total return yards was 94 yards the oh. entire game. Oh, they're special teams, man. It was shady at best. Right. And I just, I can't. It makes you want to hit your head on the damn wall because Duke, they had a lot of defensive playmakers this past year. Yeah. They had a ton of talent. They had a defensive lineman, number 93. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his damn name off the top of my head. going to be Ben Fry. Yes, Ben Fry. Stud of an athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, fantastic out there. They had some linebackers. I mean, their defense really had a lot of talent, a lot of depth. But I think coaching is what played a big role in their issues this year. Absolutely. I don't think that uh, they were really prepared enough to play some of these games. I mean, you know, even though they were better teams, I mean, to lose to Pitt uh, 54-29, Virginia Tech 48-17, I mean – 
And that's a damn shame because Virginia Tech this past year was awful. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no call for it. Louisville, they lost to Louisville 62-22, to and we know how pitiful Louisville was this year. Yeah, Louisville was awful this past year. And, I mean, like I said, Virginia Tech with Justin Fuente this past year, I mean, the man got fired. Mm-hmm. And the biggest reason they got fired was their offense was an absolute train wreck. And when they put up 48 points on you, that's saying something. Absolutely. But, I mean, you look, a lot of these plays they gave up when you look at the film. It's blown coverage assignments. Or you'll have a guy on the edge, defensive lineman on the edge. Tons of talent. But instead of staying home on a simple zone read, he's biting inside, which you should never, ever, ever do. Right. But biting inside. Quarterback takes off on the outside, going. I mean. Yeah. Well, especially in that Wake Forest game, man, that's what Sam Pittman lives on. Sam Pittman. You mean Sam Hartman? Hartman, excuse me, yeah. I was like, that's an Arkansas coach, man. <laughs> man my bad, Sam Hartman. That's what he's <laughs> been doing, doing in that game. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, he had more running yards than what the uh, what the running back did, I believe. Yes, sir. I mean, and Sam Hartman's not no dual threat quarterback. No, but he does have some wheels on him. He's got wheels if he needs them. I mean, he's really your typical pro-style. Pocket passer. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So when you get lit up by somebody like that, that's saying something, man. Oh, yeah. It just – it makes no sense because, I mean, Northwestern, that wasn't even a ball game. No, no. Northwestern is kind of like the – I want to say the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten. But still, they, it should have been – I don't know. Northwestern's like the Ole Miss of the Big Ten. We ain't going to say the Vanderbilt because Northwestern very regularly pops up and beats an Ohio State or beats a Michigan or Michigan State. They, they are, are an upset team, yes. They are a win at any given day kind of team. Right, yeah. Well, you're right. We probably won't call them Vandy. We'll call them something like Arkansas or Ole Miss, like you said. Yeah, a team that could win any given day. That's a good team. They're not a conference championship contender. But at the same time, they can shake it up for everybody else. Absolutely. And for Duke to be a bottom-of-the-barrel ACC, the the Vanderbilt of the ACC, if you will, for them to go out there and beat up on Northwestern like that, I mean, it really looked really good. And I was hopeful because, I mean, that running back they had this year, that kid was a stud. I called it back in the preseason when we talked about this team. I mean – Outstanding running back. He's probably – he's at least, I'd say, probably in the top 10, top 11 of the running backs in college football last year. Absolutely. You know, the sad thing is he is going – you know, he is draft eligible and he's decided that he's going to try his luck in the NFL. So, I mean, you know, Duke's going to be losing out on that aspect of it. But, I mean, more power to this kid. I mean, the heart that this kid showed in each and every one of his runs, man, he – First contact normally wouldn't put him down. Second contact, some of the time, put him down. It usually took three or four men to take this kid down. Oh, he was a ball player. I mean, he really was, without a doubt, a ball player. I mean, this kid, and he was gifted in so many ways. He could line him up in the backfield. There was a lot of plays where he lined up out there at wide receiver and went over the top as a deep threat receiver and was catching balls. Yeah. So, I mean, the kid was a hell of a player. Great player, great player. I mean, you can't, you know, speak 
speak more highly of the kid. And the quarterback, um, Gunner uh, Holmberg, he was a pretty good, uh, you know, passing quarterback too. I mean, he was more of a pocket presence type of guy, but he had some wheels on him. Had yeah, I mean, when he when he could get loose, he, he would be a little bit dangerous. You'd have to, you know, he wasn't going to run it all the way, but you know, he'd be at least good enough for your first down. I'll tell you what, he would take a damn hit. Oh, and he would throw a block too. Yes, sir. I was watching that Georgia Tech game, looking at the film on it, and there was one play where he got outside the pocket, mm-hmm. and I mean, he got lit slap up. As soon as I seen it, I said, "Oh, his season's over. He's done. There's no way he's getting up after that hit." Mm-hmm. Jump right back up, trotted back to the hole. I said, "Gracious day!" Yes, sir. And you gotta love a kid like that that's willing to, you know, to take the hit for a block to, you know, try to get your your guys more points on the field. You don't like to see it from a quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you gotta, you gotta respect the man's heart. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I hate to see the program lose a kid like that at quarterback. I can understand a running back, but for him to transfer out, do I blame him? No, I can't blame him. But at the same time, you hate to see him leave with a new staff coming in there. Cause now you got to sit there and wonder what could have been. And, you know, speaking of leaving, man, the, the shakeups that Duke is, you know, is going to have is just mind-boggling. You know, you're, you're losing your quarterback, your running back, Mateo Durant. You're losing Jake Bobo, wide receiver. You're losing the tight end. I can't remember his name. But uh, you're also uh, losing your starting center, Jack Wallball. He also graduated, man. So there's almost half of your uh, offense. Yeah, I mean, but they got – a lot, a lot of shoes to fill this year. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, that's not to talk about defense. You know, they're losing just about all of their defensive guys. They're losing that uh, defensive end, Ben Fry, that we were speaking about. He graduated. He's probably going to be, you know, high draft pick in the NFL. You're also losing uh, Gary Smith. He's transferred now. He's a defensive tackle. Losing just about all of your defensive backs. Leonard Johnson, Nate Thompson. Jalen Alexander, Merrick Woods, uh, Lummy Young, Josh Blackwell, Jeremiah Lewis. I mean, that's just that's just about every one of your starters that was back there in the back uh, defensive backfield. Yeah, man. I mean, they they're gonna have a hard time. They really are. They just they got some serious big shoes to fill. I'm sitting right now just looking at the stats from their season under against Miami this year, which is always. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's always a real tough rivalry game, but it is somewhat of a rivalry nonetheless. Yeah. And, I mean, they went down 47-10 to 10 to Miami this year. And we know what kind of dumpster fire Miami was this year. Yeah. Miami put up 530 yards in that game. Good grief. 390 through the air, 140 on the ground, average six yards of play. Third down, they were 8 for 17, so a little less than 50%. That's not bad, though. I mean, if you can convert half the third downs you're on the field, that's – I can deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three for three on fourth down. Jumping Jehoshaphat. But they ran 88 total plays. Miami did. 88? To, yes, to Duke's 69. How many turnovers? Oh, Duke had one. Just that's it. One interception. They just got beat down that badly. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, man. It's it really is. 
And that's what killed Duke this year was their defense, without a doubt. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, going back to that Northwestern game, I'm going to tell you exactly what beat Northwestern. Five turnovers Northwestern had. Damn. Five turnovers to Duke's three. That's ridiculous. Yes, sir. But at the same time, I mean, Duke, Duke just beat them. It wasn't just turnovers. I mean, you look at that game. Every football game I watch, the first thing I look at with each game is I just watch that line of scrimmage. And normally you can tell within the first five minutes of the first quarter and the first five minutes of the third quarter. Look at the first five minutes of those two quarters right there, and you can tell it's going to win the game. Yeah. And, I mean, Duke manhandled Northwestern. And it wasn't just on D-line, but the offensive line pushed them around, created great gaps for the running back to go through. Defensive line kept pressure on that Northwestern quarterback. I mean, the whole time there was somebody breathing down his neck. So, Yeah, and that's one thing. I, I mean, I watched, you know, three or four games – Last night alone, just, you know, trying to go through and seeing what I could see. I'd watch, you know, just a few clips here and there. But every clip that I saw, Duke's defensive line was just, you know, coming through. I mean, their defensive line was impressive. Like you said, though, I mean, the defensive ends wouldn't stay at home, which left openings. But, I mean, as far as penetration goes, you can't ask for more than what they were able to do. That's right. That's right. And I was saying Duke was being Kansas State. I'm sorry, they beat Kansas. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I don't know how I got messed up there. It's easy. But, I mean, you look at Duke. After they lost to North Carolina, mm-hmm. listen to these scores. Well, actually, after the Virginia, the Georgia Tech loss. Right. All right. Next week they played Virginia. Lost 0-48. to Next week they played Wake Forest, 45-7. Week after that, Pittsburgh gave up 54 points. Week after that, Virginia Tech, 48. Louisville, 62. Then you close out at Miami at 47. I mean, hell, you're averaging close to 50 points a game. Yeah. And that's over one, two, three, four, five. That's a six-game stretch of giving up damn near 50 points every week. Yeah. I mean, that's just – that's pitiful. I mean – to, for one game to get your team that turned around, you know, I, like I said, I don't know if there was a major injury or a couple of major major injuries that might have happened on that defense. But well, I mean, it's like grief. it's like they beat Kansas, they lost North Carolina, thirty-eight seven. Mm-hmm. They got the win, took out their sales a little bit, right? Now. But then the next week they came back, and played Georgia Tech, close ball game. Yeah. 31-27. They lost by four points. I mean, it's a close ball game. It's respectable. And then you just go on a six-game skid. I mean, it's like the coach checked out. It's like all the players checked out. And on paper, Duke should have won that Georgia Tech game. Yeah, they should have. I mean, you're looking at 27 first downs for Duke compared to Georgia Tech's 17. Total yards, Duke had 489 compared to Georgia Tech's 440. Uh, Passing yards, 292 compared to Georgia Tech's 297, so they had a few more passing yards. Rushing yards, Duke had 197 compared to Georgia Tech's 143. Penalties, Duke had six, Georgia Tech had seven. Return yards, 
79 yards for Duke, 94 for Georgia Tech. Total plays, 91 for Georgia Tech, 64 for Duke. And Duke had one turnover compared to Georgia Tech's two. There's a stat for you. You know how many total yards they gave up to Louisville? How many? 687. They gave up 687 yards in one game. Good grief. Is that all through the air? 303 through the air, 384 on the ground. Good grief. Talk about a uh, well-balanced attack. Louisville averaged 11 yards a play. 11 yards mm-hmm. a play. I mean. Did the starting defense take that game off? I don't know. Hell, Duke's offense put up 500 or 458 yards. I mean, I just I don't get how you give up stuff. I mean, what happens? Hell, they gave up on 600 yards for Virginia Tech. <laughs> gave up 573. 276 through the air, 297 on the ground. I mean, balanced. Mm-hmm. Balanced attack. Giving up 300 yards almost both ways. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Gave up 636 yards. Jesus. 416 through the air, 220 on the ground. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, dude, where do you... How does a defense get that bad? Wake Force, 677 total yards. Gave up. 411 through the air, 266 on the ground. I mean, it's just... Absurd, man. It's like at some point that defense just quit caring. They quit having that dog about them. I don't know what it is. I I really don't know. I cannot comprehend a defense giving up over 600 yards a game consistently. Nearly 700 yards. Yeah. Several games. Yeah. I mean. And I, I mean, I, I get that, you know, some of these teams had elite quarterbacks. They had some, you know, pretty good running, you know, a running game. But still, as a defender, you have to have that dog about you. That, you know, you're not going to get beat. You're not going to allow the man in front of you to beat you. I'm, I'm going to look something up. All right. Just for a second. All right. Barely. All right. Two and four. Yeah, but I meant – I just – I don't get it. I really don't get it. I mean, that – to be a defender, man, you just have to have, you know, some – some brass cojones when it comes to, you know, trying to take it on a block or, you know, trying to get through a man to get to the, to the defender. You're going to have to learn, you know – to wrap up, you got to, you know, just just man up and do your job. And some of those guys like Ben Fry, you know, some of the other defensive linemen, they were, you know, they were spot on about it, man. But these linebackers, safeties, what are y'all doing? I mean, dude, it's just, it really is a crying shame. I just, I don't. I mean, it's it's obvious why Duke's head coach is gone now. 
I mean, not to mention, you know, the losing consecutive seasons that they had. I mean, the man is a legend in his own right. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, at the same time, if you're going to put up, you know, lose that many yards and not put up the yards that you're capable of doing, because, I mean, you had three great wide receivers back there. Quarterback is pretty good, and you have a running back, man, that, I don't know where he's going to go in the draft, but he's you know he's going to go high up. It's just all right. Here's here's a good example for you. Okay, Vanderbilt, two and nine. Mm -hmm. So schedule wise, I mean, record wise, they were a worse team than Duke against Ole Miss, who was number eleven in the country at the time, one of the best offensive attacks in the country. You know how many yards Vanderbilt gave up? How many? 470. Good grief. 470. I mean, that's that's ugly, but at the same time. It's not as bad as 600. So. No, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's just. It's absolutely absurd. I'm just I'm scrolling through. Let's see. Let's see what they gave up to Georgia. 530 yards. Still not nearly six. Well, it's close to six, but... Yeah, we had something that's close to seven. Yeah. 5.30 to number one in the country, the national champions. Georgia. Yeah. The Bulldogs. Duke was giving that up to Louisville. Yeah. Virginia Tech. I mean... It is... A, it's a, I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. I'm excited to see what this new coach does. Oh, absolutely. He's already putting some big things up on the board, too. I mean, you know, some of the recruits he's got coming in, it's going to be exciting. It's got to be. It has to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Duke is not a prominent football program. Mm -hmm. They've never been a football school, so to speak. But they have wins in their history. Now, Steve Spurrier. Had some good success there. They've yeah. had success in the past years. Hell, their last coach they just fired. He had successful years, but it's like somewhere along the way he lost that hunger. He lost his way and he just didn't care. Didn't yeah. give a damn. He got old. Is all it boils down to. He got old and just didn't have the fire about it anymore. Speaking of Steve Spurrier, though, guess what? What's that? His grandson is a backup quarterback there. Now, with Holmberg gone, he, he may get a chance to start this year. Yeah, he was number three last year. Mm -hmm. Depth chops so this year to be number two. But they also are bringing in transfer quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, ain't they? No, they, they've only got one transfer coming in, and he's actually a long snapper. I'm, I must be thinking about a different team. But uh, he might have a shot at it. Who knows? I mean – He's direct bloodline of a former Heisman winner. Oh, yeah. Now, that former Heisman winner went on to be what they call one of, if not the worst NFL quarterback <laughs> of all time. <laughs> he, won. Uh, he won the Heisman nonetheless. Yes, sir. He, he certainly did. I mean, Spurrier, he's definitely got a good teacher. Mm -hmm. i put it that way. Absolutely. I mean, Spurrier is, you know, he's – He's, he's top of, you know, he's what you compare all the other quarterbacks to in college ball, really. 
Yeah, I mean, he was a great quarterback coach. That's what he was known for for a long time is being a good quarterback coach. So the kids had plenty of film to watch. And if that's a Spurrier Jr. son, then that means his dad used to be the offensive coordinator in South Carolina. Yep. So he's definitely got a lot of football. I guarantee he has a very high football IQ. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this year, if he doesn't win that starting job, maybe even next year, I would I would venture to imagine that if he doesn't get that starting job this year, he's probably going to end up transferring out. Maybe. I mean, that bloodline, man, you, you know. What does that mean? I mean, hell, Bear Bryant's. Where your grandson starts training them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... He probably wanted to go somewhere that his family had connections with. He probably didn't have a scholarship offer to the University of Florida, but he had an offer to Duke. Yeah, I so, mean, that could be a great thing. Probably jump on Duke. Well, Duke is a very prestigious school also. You get a degree from Duke, you take it with you the rest of your life. That's true. And we'll take nothing from them education-wise. That's true. Valid point, sir. Valid point. But I don't know, Duke. This past year, they started off the first four, hell, maybe even first five games here. I'll say first five, even when they got their ass kicked North Carolina. They looked like a football team that had potential. They looked like they had hunger. They looked hungry. They looked like they wanted to play, but they looked like they had potential. They looked like a team that could have been a bowl team. It would have been tough, but it like they were at least a five, maybe six win team this year. I don't see why they couldn't have slipped up and beat a Virginia Cavaliers. There ain't no reason why they shouldn't have beat Virginia Tech this year in Miami. Yep. I mean, both Virginia Tech and Miami was a little bit of a dumpster fire this year. And, I mean, you know, uh, applause to Miami for, you know, stepping up for that game and not letting it uh, – you know, be a sleeper game for them, but I mean, that, that could have easily went both ways. That's all I'm saying, dude. I mean, Duke just, they just gave up. They really did. That's all, that, that's I, all you can say. Yeah, so. And, and I'm not going to say that it was the whole team that gave up. It's that defense that gave up, man. 600 yards, 700 yards. Bo, you're not even trying if you're a defense at that point. No. No, hell no. Hell no. I mean... Ain't no way. I mean, what are you going to do? Just stand straight up and just put your hands on your hips and just watch the ball go downfield? Here goes another one. I mean, I kind of feel like that's what happened. <laughs> Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it just... It was sad, but... I don't know. I, I, I got to... I got a feeling, a little sneaking suspicion. Old Duke might be a better program this year. I ain't going to say they're going to turn it around completely because that's asking a lot, especially in year one at Duke. But well, with, with everything that they've lost, man, it's probably going to take two years or so. I mean, they can definitely change that culture and maybe make it, you know, a four-way, you know, season. You never really know. I haven't looked at their schedule yet for what they got coming up, but, uh, I mean, it, it's it, – Anything can happen in the ACC, though. That's right. That's right. I mean, we'll go over all that when we get closer to spring football. 
right now we're just reviewing last year. So, mm-hmm. but just going off of what they had last year, it's not a talent problem. I don't think so. It wasn't a talent a talent problem. I don't think. I think it was more of a caring problem. That's right, and I mean a coaching problem. That's right, and even with them losing a lot of guys this year, I still don't see that'll prevent them from being a winning team to winning possibly five games, maybe even slip up one and six. One, who knows? It's going to be stout competition. It'll be tough, but at the same time, look at South Carolina this past year. How many junior college guys did they have playing? They had a lot of JUCO guys. Walk-ons. I mean, mm-hmm. a bunch of guys nobody's ever heard of came in or starting. A bunch of coaches nobody ever heard of coaching. Yeah. Won seven games. Or six. No, they won seven games. Seven they won games. Won seven games. Yeah, that's six right. Six in the regular season, one bowl game. That's right. Damn, that feels nice. <laughs> Ain't got to say we won a bowl game in a while. No, I, I never thought I'd be happy to say we won seven games. I never thought I'd be happy to hear that we won the, the Duke's Mail Bowl. I don't give a damn what bowl I'm in. <laughs> if I win, I'm happy. There you go. Until your coach gets knocked out by the cooler. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know, man. I mean, that's really all I got for Duke. Yep, that's, that's about all I can think of that I've really got to say about Duke. I mean... I mean, it's going to hurt losing the guys that they lost, especially that wide receiver, little uh, Jake Bobo. Man, that kid was a you know a catching machine. But you know, they've lost a lot of talent. Both the Jake Bobo and the tight end. I mean, that tight end you know caught a lot of passes for for them as well. But we shall see what happens. That's right. It'll be interesting. To see. There's always opportunity for somebody else to step up, stand out. That running back room. It'll be interesting to see what direction it goes into. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's going to be next man up. Their offensive lines are turning to four. Four of the five. That's – that will definitely be a plus because that's one – the the center's gone. You, you can do it all right. Yeah. A good center, don't get me wrong, it's nice to have a good center. But at the same time, I'm worried about my guards and my tackles. As long as that center can get the ball to my quarterback without having no problems mm-hmm. and hold that man up in front of him for a second or two, hey, we can make that work. Especially a blindside tackle ball. Yes. Yes, sir. If you don't have tackles, you ain't got jack. I mean, you can talk to South Carolina early on about that. Mm. Yeah, else. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about South Carolina. <laughs> but hell, man, that's that's all I got for this one. I'm about like Forrest Gump too, and about to say that's all I gotta say about that. Yes, sir. Well, um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. You come on back next episode. We'll be talking about <laughs> another record-setting football team setting the world on fire. Setting them on fire, bro. Bonfire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to switch over to the ACC. I mean, the SCC. And talk about good old Vanderbilt. Andy. Yes, sir. The Commodores. So, Commodores of Tennessee, though. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Good old Nashville. <laughs> but we appreciate y'all tuning in. 
Absolutely. Sorry it's a little bit short this go around, man, but we'll make it up for you. We'll make it up to you. Oh, I mean, it's kind of like Duke's football season. <laughs> short lived. It, it, it was short lived. It lasted about four and a half weeks, and it was over after that. So you're going to compare him to a firecracker? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. It was pretty damn sad. <laughs> but these will get longer. These will get better. The better team gets the more content you have. And I mean, Duke. When you're coming off of a three-win season, there's ain't a whole hell of a lot to talk about here. No, there's really not. Especially when your defense is giving 600 yards and you're losing this many players. Yeah. So, I mean, hell, if you're losing 10 starters, what can I talk about? What can I work with here? I mean, there's, there's really not because, I mean, you can go back on film, talk about film from last season, but... It doesn't really compare well when they're gone. Exactly. So, I mean, we'll have a lot more on these guys when spring football gets a little closer and we get a fresh look at them. Mm, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And hopefully we, we get a little bit more uh, chipper about Duke come spring football. I feel like we'll be. I'm, I'm a little excited. Like I said, I'm a little excited. I'm a little looking forward to it. But it's just got to see it. Yes, sir. Got to see it. Got to see the – Rubber hit the pavement, yes, so to speak. Yes, sir. Something's got to give, and hopefully this this coaching staff will, you know, put a foot in the the hind ends and get them started. That's right, man. Well, hell, uh, you got anything else you want to touch on? I believe I'm good, man. Just uh, ready to get started on Mandy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That should be a little bit more interesting than getting to the SEC. Yes, sir. It's always a good time over there. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Only bad thing is they won less games than Duke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, we're going to study that film. We're going to look at all the players they got going, coming back, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards, figure out what went wrong, what went right. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing with Eddie, we get to talk about the first-year head coach over there. That's exactly right. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate it. Hit us up on uh, Facebook, Twitter. You got any questions, let us know. And talk football, man. Let's talk some football. Yes, sir. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you soon. Later.